Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. The Yays have done a lot of things, but we definitely yeah. increased property value. Yes, it's true. Yes, uh, Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We are on book one, two, three, four, five, five. No, five. 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 We're on book one, five. Two, five. five. Okay. I, I, it's plus or Brian minus. Brian just turned into the count here. I know. <laughs> one, one swamp thing. Ah, 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 ah. Two, two swamp things. Ah, ah, ah. Um, yeah, so we're in, <laughs> we're in the, uh, the weird, uh, legal ramifications of having sex with a tree, uh, issue of a swamp right. thing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, here's the thing is you can tell. <laughs> Aren't you, you glad you're reading this, Lena? This was. I just. I, 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 <laughs> this might you know, have been the, the most enjoyable, though. Okay. Yeah. I will say this much. This may have been the most enjoyable one so far of the like three Actually, that I read, but yeah. uh, only because it was very true crime and it felt uh-huh. a little less like heady in the clouds. Yeah. But it, it did have sure. some interesting things. It I felt like it's yeah. beyond the clouds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, then, and then, then we get into his. Okay. We'll, we'll yes. get there. We'll get there. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. Um, anyway, as you've heard, we have our full group here. We got Todd. We got Lena. We got Adam. We got me. Hello. I'm Brian. Hello. Uh, and uh, um, anyway, Mr. Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Uh, yeah, our cocktail is called Napalm. Uh, you take a shot glass. You're going to add a half shot of Aftershock, a half shot of, or half ounce, excuse me, of uh, Goldschlager. You're going to top with a splash of 151. You're going to light it on fire, let it burn for a couple seconds, blow it out, let it cool, and then take the shot. Okay. Uh, nice. Uh, Lena, do you have a drinking game rule for this book? Um, he can die. <laughs> Uh, I, I I thought the whole thing that we saw with um, Batman at the beginning was he couldn't die. And so um, apparently, well, apparently he can't die, but that's yeah. a whole other thing. So when you're like, wait, I don't, is he alive? Are you lying to me? Uh, take a drink. It'll only be for a certain part of the book, mm-hmm. but yes. Okay. And uh-huh. also fuck Batman. Uh- <laughs> I think it. Okay, I'll get into it after. Go we'll ahead. get into <laughs> it. We'll get into it. Yeah, there, there, there is an interesting, I think, political commentary that's that's intended through some of these issues, but uh, sure. I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who caught it. But uh, Mr. Todd, how long just passed? What time is it? <laughs> every time, yeah. we, every time Swamp Thing goes, that wasn't very long, now was it? Yeah. Oh, it's longer than I thought it was. Yeah. Take a drink. You'll drink okay. more than a little. Yeah. Uh, and I'm calling mine whiplash. Every time there are two stories going on and someone says something in one storyline and then the this thought is continued in or the, the line is continued in the next storyline and they flop back and forth. Like, so I'll be sitting there going like, I don't know. It's, you know, meanwhile, back at the ranch, like they'll be discussing something and then, you know, be like, oh, yeah, that Todd guy. And then, you know, they'll they'll flip to the other scene goes really ties the room together or some random shit like that. Right. So, um, anyway, I think that's it's hard to explain what I'm going for. But when you read it, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just uh, love that the yams came back. The yams did come back. Um, yeah, I love the yams that come back. Um, I love the uh, want to get to know a new town. Go talk to your friendly neighborhood hooker. They'll tell you where to go. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. Oh my god! <laughs> you have a place to stay. Like one of the locals. Yeah, like one of the locals. You are a woman on the run from the law. So what do you do but go ask a hooker for directions? Like. Yeah, that one, the Thank logic you, of that is a little, a little far-fetched. <laughs> Thank and, you, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, but 
I, and I think Elena sounds like she kind of agrees with me. This is actually one of my favorites of the ones we've read. It's weird, <laughs> but it's one of my favorites. Like it's really kind of fun and goofy and weird. Um, the, it the quick. yeah, it does. Yeah, and the general gist of it is is that we coming from the previous books that we read, Swamp Thing is still sort of floating around in the afterlife. Uh, Abby gets arrested and arraigned for having sex with uh, plant life, um, and then right. she skips town. Swamp Thing returns, cannot find her. She ends up going to Gotham, gets uh, busted in a hooker raid, even though she's not a hooker. Um, and then they're threatening the to... Yeah. Then they're threatening to extradite her. <laughs> Am I wrong? Like, this is exactly what this plot no, is. No, this is exactly <laughs> no, what happened. It. That's yeah. why it's just, it just made me laugh when she's like, let me go ask one of the locals Local? where I should yeah. go. And it's yeah. like... Dude, yeah. your hair is awesome. Mine and pulls very up, obviously like a hooker. Like the, There's a bunch of women in the court. Like, super obvious. Um, oh, yeah. And, and then so, okay, so then Swamp Thing eventually finds her in Gotham City and basically holds Gotham City hostage until they release her, um, which Gotham City finally relents after Batman provides some logic that took him quite a while to get around to. And then some rogue, I think it's, is it Lex Luthor? Is that the yeah. rogue who does it? Yeah, Lex Luthor ends up attempting to kill Swamp Thing, and then we uh-huh. are left to question whether or not he is alive or dead, and um, you have a lot of longing um, delusions between uh, Abby uh, Arcane and uh, uh, or Abby Cable, whatever it is, and, uh, and Swamp Thing. And then we get, I think, what leads us into next week's issue, which is Swamp Thing in space so uh i thought the the gist of the book was that you didn't get my drinking game i didn't get your drinking game no oh napalm way to make me feel like an asshole adam (laughs) what's your drinking game adam yeah adam what's your drinking so so the name of it's kind of a deep dive you may know this but it's squish squish it's uh every time someone's got tears on their face they're crying oh (laughs) and that's an absolutely fabulous reference for you kids Uh well okay then Adam since I uh, I neglected you what are your thoughts oh no I'm done now I'm done talking for a bit well no but uh, oh no so I the funny thing was is that we we talked last week about where we think it's going to go yeah and uh-huh. I was kind of right because yeah. when we get to the last <laughs> issue where it's uh it's uh, uh Doctor Manhattan I mean Swamp Thing on Mars mm-hmm. uh he does create his own little like plant version of yeah Abby and this is a little blue. A little bit blue, yeah. It definitely. Yeah. So they did kind of do the the thing where she's part of him and this and that, and that's mm-hmm. that's a weird kind of thing. Also, it's very psychological, which is kind of fun with Alan Moore. Uh, I don't know. It was it was definitely an interesting story. I like the fact that we had tied back the whole like anger is not the way. Like you know the yeah. the ent the ent moot kind of saw what he was going to do because they're immortal. And then you, you got this guy. It's like like we we talked about before. It's like you're only one bad day away from being the villain. Mm-hmm. And they take his his technical girlfriend slash wife, and he just loses his goddamn mind. He's like, "Well, fuck you all." Then I'm taking over the place to give her back. And that's all yeah. he wanted. Like yeah. he fought Batman, and he wasn't mean about it. He's like, "That was like, oh, he just kind of bruised me up. He could have probably killed me if he wanted to." Yeah. Uh, and it it made him a little bit more of a sympathetic person because we've seen him before, like trying to save the world, trying to do this, trying to do that, but we never really got to see his human side. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like, I, you know, yeah. he's not a human, but he's got the human consciousness type thing. Well, um, also you got to see a little bit of his rage and, and parts of the extent mm-hmm. of his power, which was also kind of fun um, to watch the him fuck up an entire good. city. And then people started eating back to the yeah. yams. That was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> but did he really fuck up the city? Well, no, he didn't really did fuck he? up the city, but he did stranglehold it quite a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but Gotham's kind of... already a piece of shit city. And that's so the thing. Is right. like, 
I, I like kind how of everyone did he really yeah. did he really mess up the no. I just thought it was funny <laughs> how like oh there's plants and jungle everywhere we're gonna go frolic naked in the woods yeah I was like, like I mean, you do I'll <laughs> like, be naked again I was like yeah I was like okay honestly no one wants to see me naked except for maybe Clark so and you're frolicking <laughs> Like, I so derailed you. Like, so bad. <laughs> you did. But oh, you again, asshole. I want to sit here and say is it's Gotham. So are we really that surprised that this is where they decided yeah. to go no, no, no. with the and fact that there's my favorite jungle part in the end. middle of the city? No, when they like when he pulls everything back and they're like, oh, it's kind of the same way it was. There's some minor structural damage, but it's the yeah. same thing it always was. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a stranglehold. He didn't actually yeah. do anything. He probably yeah. was at the gaze. He increased the property value. Well, so. and then like the plants are described as putrefying are like decaying right in front of them and then like that just doesn't seem to change the smell of gotham city at all like it's just like oh, right okay great this was Whatever. in the 80s i mean if new york is the model yeah it did not for have sure. a great rep for its smell in the 80s i mean it still doesn't have a great rep for its smell um, right. you know it, it, there's definitely a, a, a smell of urine everywhere you go in new york city um but uh not yeah. after it rains that's why new york that is, is like true rain. that's true okay that's fair sometimes that's why that's why people in new york do not oh, i love the rain you know yeah like the rain because some it, it's the only time it's the day after the rain that it smells very very clean yeah <laughs> <laughs> see the one time i went to new york city i left in the rain so i didn't get to experience the after the rain yeah no new york during the rain is horrible. Yeah. But New York the day after the rain is quite nice. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's valid. It's very valid. But I, I do have some questions. Maybe I just missed something, but we'll get to that after the thoughts because I want to let you guys and gals yeah. sure. kind of weigh in too. Uh, well, Lena, what's your thoughts? I like the fact that her charge was crimes against nature, which she actually kind of chuckled at as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Abby did nature make me laugh through most it. of the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, it was all like back um, seat windows up. <laughs> yeah, it, so it was just it was funny that she was just like crimes against nature. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Right. Um, the fact that they are that they were charging her that she was that it was the same crime as someone had sex with a barnyard animal or a farm animal or whatever they called it. Um, I thought was very interesting. Well, because they as well. didn't put her on trial in West Virginia. So yeah, true. Where you can legally get married to a goat. So anyway, yeah. uh <laughs> Even Elton John said to stop at goats. You just can't consummate so, the wedding. That's all. Oh my gosh. Uh, I did enjoy <laughs> the fact that she immediately gets, she decides to go to Gotham because she knows what a shit, what a shithole Gotham is. Yeah. So it should be easy for her to hide. And then immediately goes to a gets bunch arrested. of sex workers and <laughs> gets arrested. And it's like, what? You know to go to jail. I think you need to sit with your thoughts a little yeah. bit here, honey. He like, needs Jesus. Well, well there's no, not even that. It's education. I, it yeah. was like, I don't understand. How do you walk into a city and get, I don't get me wrong, Gotham is full of <laughs> kinds of creatures, but like yeah. immediately walk up to a girl that is the most stereotypical sex worker I have ever seen drawn <laughs> in my <laughs> life. Yeah. And I, She's like, oh, so where should I stay? And the first thing she says is just find a really nice guy and hitch up with him. And it's yeah. just like, oh, my God. And then all of a sudden the cops show up and it's just like, are you, you really are that dumb. It's not, just, not so you know, high on street well, smarts. I have so, a question for um, you, Elena, though. Y- yes. She gets bailed out of jail in Louisiana initially by her boss, who's disgusted with her. 
And then fire. She was good with the kids. Like you were good with the kids. You disgust me. You're fired. I just bailed you out. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, honestly, I think it was just some type of uh, plot device. Yeah, plot device to get. See, her I, out I, actually, so she could get I have a different interpretation of that. Okay, you do. Yeah, what? I do. I think all of that. The the whole argument about um, her being able to work with children, and also the argument of whether or not she's having like the sex that she's having with her lover is legal. I think it's all a commentary on uh, gay rights. Like that's because this is still like early eighties. This is, you know, yep. um, like this, you know, a couple of decades before gay marriage. I think that like, cause a lot of those things are like arguments that people have made, um, against you know uh gay marriage and stuff like that and so i that's my theory that's how i well, interpret forget that. against gay marriage brian yeah. you worked on a show about gross and about the three yeah, trials of oscar that's wilde, wilde. Like, that's true yeah so, gross and decency, you're talking yeah. about that but yeah. in, in terms of the woman actually bailing her out and everything right. i just mm-hmm. think that was a plot device to get her gotham i don't yeah. think that there was anything okay. beyond that it was just at least that's how i saw it because when i saw it i'm like oh she got bailed out and then one was like i'm disgusted with you and i'm like did you Oh, her money did you need like yeah is there something a- that you needed to like pay her back and i'm like i didn't read all four issues before this so i'm like i don't know no. if i missed something first time so, singer. yeah so i just <laughs> I think this is this was just a way for her to get out so that they could show how horrible everyone was around her and then she leaves straight fort and goes which is thinking like i'm sorry everything in louisiana just makes me laugh because one of the companies i first worked for in colorado um was a wealth management company and we had a lot of um, clients that were in Louisiana because that's where the owner was originally from. And so every time I see stuff that is like uh, one of the towns in Louisiana that I had clients in, I always laugh because I'm like, I know where Shreveport is. Um, <laughs> so, because I, we, as being someone who's never been to Louisiana. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway, I, I think, and then she get you know, she, and then she like runs away to Gotham city. And I was yeah. like, you know, I get it. They want to see Batman and whatever. Um, fuck Batman. I guess my whole thing in all of this is that here's a vigilante who mm-hmm. all of a sudden is like, well, you know, don't work with terrorists. And I want to be like, you are a terrorist. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. So like that was the part of it that I was. And then he, and then, then when they're at uh swamp things, like, like Gotham puts up a, like a statue of him yeah. in monument. Uh-huh. And I was like, did I miss something? That's what like, I was question was like, why the fuck is there a statue? statue now like they didn't it just kind of like oh we felt bad that we did this so we're gonna like put a statue up I'm like well that does fuck all well and then she was like well i know he's worked with all these people and only batman showed up and i want to be like did anybody else know really what happened i mean or and are they going to show you them like are they going to show up to be associated with him i mean constantine didn't mm-hmm. uh they were just they were like in the side like paying his respects and then like never went up to anybody or did anything so like i just i was like i don't really understand and then batman tries to be like well i saw the error of my ways yeah after you tried to kill him yeah. like i just can't that way i was like i love batman batman was one is like my favorite dc character um i mean i'm not really big into dc but i i love batman but mm-hmm. this pissed me off because i was like you are you are a terrorist you're a terrorist for good. And it's not like Swamp Thing was trying to kill people. He just yeah. wanted his wife. Yeah. Like, I, 
Yeah. And then the whole thing where he turn where you find him like galaxies and and ever universes and everything away and he's blue with the shit coming out of his chest and everything and I was just kind of like um I got very big WandaVision vibes from yeah. it because uh, he created her out of himself yeah, and sure. an entire town out of himself, which I was like, well, at least he created him and he didn't, you know, take over their bodies. But like, uh, you know, um, well, again, that sort of goes back to the whole Dr. Manhattan on Mars thing. Like, that felt like I was yeah. reading that issue of Watchmen. You also literally know what happens. There is a there's another I don't know. I'd have to look up when Watchmen was published in comparison to this. But there's also one point in time in the book where a guy's watching the news on a Watchmen, which like I vaguely remember as being like a portable TV from back in the uh-huh. 80s. Uh, but yeah, he is watching a like news coverage on a Watchmen, um, which I always thought was also thought was amusing. That's awesome. So cool. Lena, do you have anything else? No, not really. <laughs> I, it, like, with it being is what it, like being kind of. I didn't like many of the characters. I still love Abby's hair. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one scene that I liked. uh, Oh, when Swamp Thing first shows up and you see him coming out in Gotham and he's just like, Yeah. I did really like that. Uh, but other than that, no, I, I'll admit, I'm very happy that we're getting towards the end of this. <laughs> this has been the most enjoyable one to read so far, at least mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't a lot, because it just wasn't like, let's journey with something yeah. and all these other people doing fuck all. Yeah. Um, right. it, this actually felt like a storyline I could get into. Um, but yeah, fuck that, man. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. I will say you can definitely tell that this was written back in the 80s because there was no internet because nowadays fucking a plant you wouldn't even get a, a you know a bat of the eye because you know <laughs> Pornhub. so yeah. <laughs> binging with babish uh mr todd what are your what are your thoughts that's a different show i know that is a different show <laughs> that's more like that american pie crossover right there <laughs> I mean, that was, I was what I was thinking is that everyone gets all up in arms about her fucking a plant, but technically we had an entire movie series about a guy fucking a pie. That's so pastry, you know? In the gay version of that it's movie, it was based. All I know is, wasn't the whole thing about, like, the, even the whole one time at band camp, like, let's be honest, there was a lot yeah. of shit happening in that, about in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that said, the American yeah. Pie series actually is very sweet. No pun intended. Like, the characters, like, all that stuff, I think it's really cute. I, I, oh, I, I love it. Yeah. But, yeah. It's not like it's not like Judd Apatow movie cute, you know what I mean? But, like, it's, it's getting there for sure. I just, Judd the, Apatow the, movies aren't really but, but they have an emotional through line, I think, is what kind of makes a lot of them work. So his best movie is The Big, Big Sick. That being said, it's still 20 minutes too long. Like, Jed Apatow needs a good editor. And actually, we saw it. Did he direct Sunday. that? Uh, directed or produced it, something like that. Yeah, because it's written it. by, uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, the guy from Silicon Valley. He and his wife yeah. wrote the wrote it. We saw it at uh, at Sundance. Actually, we saw the premiere at the Grand Theater on 17th and State. Mm-hmm. And they, that was the first time I actually they did the Q&A with the director of the cast. And I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's again it's 20 minutes too long like all of his movies um i don't know if i call his movies sweet i think here's what i love about the american pie series like right. the main okay. ones not like the stupid spinoffs eugene levy is his dad yeah mm-hmm. is the best thing because like the the scene in the third one where he like shaves his pubes and like dumps them out the window and it falls on the wedding cake mm-hmm. right he's sitting there with him and like his he's just downcast and his dad's like you know, pubic hair wasn't a thing when your mom and I were dating. In fact, I seem to remember. And he's like, no, 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 dad, no. No, 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 no. 
And it's 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 just that I love the the series because as much as oh, what's the kid who plays the main character? Um, Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs. As much as he's a fuck up, he's like Charlie Brown. Where like yeah. you like you're not mm-hmm. laughing at him, you're laughing with him because you're like I've I've been there. I've been yeah. in a different situation. Like, I haven't fucked a pie, but I've been like doing something so embarrassing that my parents walk in, kind of thing. And like you never sit there and laugh at them. You're laughing with them. Mm-hmm. And there's those sweet moments, like I said, with his dad, where it all or like when his parents come to dinner when they get engaged, and Alice Hannigan's blowing them under the table, and you're like you're so embarrassed for him. You're like oh my god, like I've been in a similar situation. Maybe it wasn't a blowjob, but it was something mm-hmm. else, kind of thing. And then they find out, and he's like oh. Okay. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> very much very much kind of the character he's always been, especially like in Shits Creek and everything else. Like I mm-hmm. just Eugene Levy's a treasure, and I think we should yeah. all we should all be very happy that he exists. Yeah. They always liked Stifler. What an <laughs> asshole. Even he gets his little tender moments too. Not, not, it's not kind redeeming. Of. It's not redeeming, but he's yeah, so. it's a he's a non-redeemable character. Yeah, but, but like there's it. always one. I feel like when you're in high school, that you're like you're gonna end up dead because yeah. you're gonna yeah. say the wrong thing to somebody, and, gonna, <laughs> and that's similar. like something's gonna happen to you. It's gonna end. It's just what it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not if it's when, but yeah. yeah, right. Um, but yeah, and I think that's what I got out of this too. Is just that there. This book was easier to get through because it was something to it was it was a love story. You're seeing yeah. somebody go through pain and uh, the guy wants his girl I back. Understand. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're seeing like grief with her yeah. when he dies, right. and and then even at the end when he's in his little blue world, um, he even talks about like how do I get back to her? It could take 500 years. She he'll mm-hmm. be gone. Yeah, you know, dead and gone. You know, years and years gone by then, and so you know it's it was I think the most relatable out of the ones that we've seen so far. It didn't. It actually felt like there was something tangible to hold on to, which I quite liked, but. Uh, we'll see how he ends it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Some of the things I absolutely love, I don't think get enough credit here is the um, titles of all these individual issues mm-hmm. are awesome. I mean, as he's taken over the city, it's the garden of earthly delights. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My blue heaven when he's out in space. Yeah. And he's got others. I think they're great is um, Harvey Bullock when she, Abby first gets picked up and you've got Harvey Bullock in it. What a quintessential eighties grody guy being. Oh yeah. You know, you take a look at this and you're like, Oh, this is like the perfect sleaze ball drawing things. Like I expect to see this in heavy metal kind of a a thing right there. And you just watch Harvey and you're like, Harvey, you're a dirtbag. And it goes back. Like, even when I watched like Batman, the animated series, and then you had Harvey and Harvey was a bit rough around the edges. And I'm like, Oh, they really softened the guy up. (laughs) Yeah. Cause in this book here, I'm like, good grief harvey and harvey wasn't wrong right i mean mm-hmm. they figured out who she was and whatnot you have the swamp thing going hey i found out where my girl is i want her back and their town's like you will not the rule of law man something if mm-hmm. we do this then nothing matters like fine and then you get kaiju mm-hmm. swamp thing for a little bit there and you know batman gives a go at it and he's like overgrew everything which is a hoot and then he does die and what's so interesting with gordon as he you know gets a long-winded talk is we we held up our end. Someone else from the outside of this group um, poisoned it all and killed him, even though we had come to an agreement and we were meeting it. Mm-hmm. And this is not okay. And I found that why was Gordon taking responsibility for the actions of an outside organization in part? I found interesting. The other interesting thing here, that was one of those here, is um, 
I've run read Scott Snyder's new 52 run. Oh yeah. And the, and, the zero year or whatever it is where they, right. Yeah. Cause Scott Snyder also did swamp thing. Mm-hmm. He did a run on swamp thing and then he does zero year. And I'm like, well, I see where he got a zero year idea. From. Yeah. And I think this is a better implemented than zero a year. Agreed. So with the idea and the whole thing and swamp thing doing this makes sense. Riddler doing it makes less sense. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiled it kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but that ended and then he goes off and you've got Abby absolutely heart sick. And then he is heart sick in his own way. So he makes a ca- a simulacrum of himself, plays chess against himself. And he, f- it's always a stalemate. So he moves on, builds a town and says it's, it has the looks of everything, but it's not, there's not a lot of substance beyond it. And he kind of ends this out of, I saved the universe on our little thing. I just want to go home and get back to my girl. I come back and the girl is gone. I find the girl. I'm about to be reunited with my girl. And then I'm just taken away once again. So he goes like, he gets so close, just like, I just want to go home. I just want to be with my girl, the one I love. And I just want some time. And every time he makes a step that direction, it gets, the rug gets pulled out from under him, Mm -hmm. which makes him a very sympathetic character here. Cause those are very base desires, right? Mm -hmm. I want to go home. I want to be with the ones I love. Yeah. And all these things going around me is like, and I need to get there. And if you are in the way of me being with the ones I love and going home, then you are, uh, you're in the way Mm -hmm. and I need to get around that. And it's between previously of John Constantine stringing him along and even he acknowledged, Hey, I learned some good stuff. Like if you just took me straight there, would you have done it the right way? He's like, no, I wouldn't. It's like, see, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean he wasn't frustrated. So you just have a guy that can't get a break. So it's, it's sweet and it's, it's sad and you just feel a little bit heartbroken for the guy, which makes him very sympathetic. Mm-hmm. So I think what Alan Moore did so well is you've got this monster that is with a lot of sympathetic sympathy for the monster. And he has more sympathy for him than any other character. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the writing did so well is you've got all these humans that are just problems that should go away. And you're like, but I get I get Swampy. Yeah. Why can't Swampy be happy? Yeah. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to be happy. I mean, and even then, like, it's... He is, he doesn't really totally do destruction. He just sort of, you know, like I'm just going to hold things in tight. Yeah. Like, just give me what I want, then I'll release you all. Yeah. But I'm not... I could bring the house down. I could Samson Delilah this bitch, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing I really like about Alan Moore is you have all these one-off issues beforehand of going, oh, it seems to be a little side tangent. And then later on, he brings them back in and they show up again. And you're like, yeah. oh, you didn't just forget about this little throwaway issue that felt yeah. like a throwaway issue. And then the character comes in again and you're like, I see what you did there, Alan. Way mm-hmm. to go. So he has a through line. Things are tied together you feel confident the guy's got a plan as you're reading this it might be swamp thing in space and you're like (laughs) but at least i feel like he's got a plan yeah for sure (laughs) so yeah there we go that's been my thoughts on this one every time you say swamp thing in space though todd all i keep hearing in my head is pig in In space space. (laughs) 
Well, Todd, yeah. you brought up a really big thing about Gordon feeling like uh, the responsibility piece of it. He's like, hey, this isn't what we we agree. We did our part. Right. And knowing Gordon's ethics, and of course, he's a flawed character. He's not perfect because right. no one in this yeah. universe ever has been. But it makes sense that it was like, this happened on my watch. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't yeah. responsible for this piece. And I didn't know this was going to happen because I had no planning in this. He takes the responsibility on himself because that's the kind of leader that he is. Mm-hmm. The he's the person here. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's there's people I've worked for or people I've known who were in charge of something or this and that. And all of a sudden things went to shit. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't do it. Not my fault. I'm like, no, this is you were responsible for this, whether you didn't see this coming or this and that. Like you still had the responsibility to make this go through and follow through to the end to what you promised would happen. And so maybe that's why that was maybe that was his grief. That was his way of saying, like, hey, we we fucked up and we fucked up because we didn't see this coming. And we should have mm-hmm. kn- and it goes back to like, hey, we should have known people are probably pissed at him because we found this dead guy and then we're saying, oh, hey, it wasn't him, it was someone else. Or maybe the person who, you know, who was friends the, of the of the dead guy who was what caused it, uh, we could have seen this coming kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that was and that that's where maybe his speech come from is and why he's he he was trying to make amends because whether or not he did it or couldn't foresee it, it was still he was still responsible because it was his job to see it through. Yeah, cool. Um, Short, have we talked about the art on this one? I don't know. I said like, about the uh, the. Oh, hold on, I found the page. I found the page number. Okay. Um, of the the one that I the thing it was it's on page ninety. Uh huh. And it's when they're outside the courtroom, or they're talking about Swamp Thing or whatever, and you see the newscaster, and then all of a sudden he pops up and he's like, <laughs> 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 he's like, oh shit. <laughs> i i just love the fact because he like came out of the ground you just see him like and then he's like himself and i just cracked up when i first saw it and on the next uh, page guided view yeah the next page she's crying so you can take a drink <laughs> yeah. uh the other thing i liked was when he was the big tree thing oh the redwood uh-huh. thing yeah, right. that one was like cool. That. Yeah, that was a very. Cool. Um, I love the art in these in these books. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the one thing that even when I'm not really a big fan of the story, I really mm-hmm. do love the art. I think that it's really, um, really well done. So, yeah. For me, my favorite shot was page sixty of where it's showing um the bat signal is up at the bottom of the page, and you've got this overgrown Gotham, and then there's Batman, you know, with his uh, poker line as he's floating his way in, and it's just negative space, Batman. And I just look at that. And when I just first glanced at that, I'm like, how long did that thing take to draw? Yeah. I'm like, this is like a half page panel. And I'm just looking at that. And I'm like, holy crap. How long did that thing take to draw? Yeah. Because it's amazing. Yeah. And there's a few shots in there and whatnot. But it just has, I mean, and there was constraints with printing technology back then and whatnot. But it just does an absolute amazing macabre horror-ish. And this this arc was all horror light. Yeah, as much as almost more of a true crime it. one. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more true crimey, gothic. It's a very gothic yeah. feel to it because you've got the town in the background that's still dark, but the foreground that's and he's just going in there, and it's but no, it, it's great. The uh, Batman is so expressive in this book too. It's back to a lot of those silly things. It's like, wow, I didn't know masks can change yeah. expressions, but I guess masks do. <laughs> so. 
the um, no, but the art is just going through. I think it holds up great mm-hmm. as you know, I'm just watching and I'm going and as with like that page 60 panel is I'm like, I had I'd have trouble finding modern stuff today with that level of detail. Yeah. As a just a half page thrown in there. And even though it's great detail, it doesn't feel that out of place. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I spent so much time on this thing. Now I have to do a crap job for the rest of the book because that took up all my time and I had a deadline. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. All right. Cool. But there we go there. Uh, cool. Um, if nobody else has, if nobody has anything else, I think that'll probably give us a good point to start doing grades. Um, I will say really fast going back to the yeah. art is that if you go through it, you know, it, there are very few pages or panels where there's a lot of white. So it goes back oh, to what yeah. you were saying, Todd, about being so detailed is that, yeah, you can, and there's a couple of pages where there's white backgrounds, but for the most sure. part, it is all very intricately drawn or it's, and this is before we had digital printing. So it wasn't as if you could be like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and just like take my iPad. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to layer this over it, layer this over it. Like, you know, you had to go right. play with it with a uh, ink and pencils to find the right color. And if you fucked up, well, now we got to redo the whole thing. So yeah, it's right. It's definitely the, the colors play a huge part in it too. So cool. Uh, well, Ms. Lena, what is, your grade i'm giving an a i liked it even with the weird kind of things that happened throughout it is weird yeah um i actually really like this one and again the art is uh spectacular i really i really do love the art in this book cool uh mr todd i'm gonna give it an a as well What's interesting is that the tone changed and the pacing changed quite a bit, but mm-hmm. it was a whole lot of fun and yet it's still very much swampy, swampy yeah. thing. So it, um, the grave is like, a, yeah, it was a tonal shift, but it doesn't feel like, what am I reading anymore? It was just a new adventurous type of thing, but no. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I think there's been a little bit of those shifts throughout all these different books, but I think this is the most uh-huh. drastic shift and still falls in line with that. Um, I'm going to be in agreement with you. I'm going to give it an A. I really, this, I've, I even thought to myself while I was reading it, this is probably one of the most fun um, of these books that I have, uh, the most fun I've had reading these books. Um, sure. And uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with an A as well. I really liked it. I, I was wondering where they were going to go. And I liked the fact that you had this big, ginormous, like earth universe shattering story. And then it became personal. Yeah. And yeah, there's still fantastical elements in it, but it really did become a story about, like Todd said, this guy who can't get a break. He's like, I yeah. just want to go home. I want to go to my swamp with my girlfriend yeah. and just relax because I just saved the fucking universe. And he doesn't get that. And I knew Lynn would like it because it has mommy's stories in it. So... <laughs> But yeah, it was in again. It was it, it took this monster and made him human. And I, I like like with Frankenstein's monsters. I do like those things where you got something that you don't think you should root for, and now you find out why you did and why mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, awesome. Uh, that'll probably do it for us for this week. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And uh, next week, we're going to be reading the final book uh, of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. The series does not end, but we will be ending our reading of it um, next week. Because Alan's run will be complete. Because Alan's run will be complete. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, then we'll have to figure out what the fuck we're going to read after that. So, um, until... New year, new problem. Uh, exactly, right? That's future uh, problems. Yeah. <laughs> Past us are such assholes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we are. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.